Welcome to Being Community Radio, the journey after the journey, where we are here to help you wake up, help you remember, help you continue and do your work. And of course, most importantly, remember how much fun it is to get to know yourself. How joy, how, how joyful it is to get to a place where you feel that who you are is finally, finally, finally coming into realization, coming into fruition. The place where all this inner work really leads to a place of liberation, freedom, self-acceptance, and even more important, just the thrill of the unknown, just being excited, really excited about the mystery. Imagine that the unknown is the most exciting, thrilling, exhilarating part of life. You see, for me, that's the definition of spirituality. It's anything that's mysterious, anything that you do not see. We have a Fitz in the studio. He may come or not. We'll see to join us. But we were just on the subway and we were talking about the intelligence, the intelligence of life. He asked me, what's the difference, in my opinion, between people who get it and people who don't? Right? Do, do you get that? Are you, do you have that distinction? I know it's a little... 50-50 action, but for conversation's sake, let's really talk about it. You know, some people get it. Some people don't. The entire background and foundation of landmark education, which I think has helped transform, I don't know, 250 million people or some, yeah, just like insane amount of people over the past 40 years or so. It's really based on two weekends, two weekends and by the end of those weekends people get it that's their that's the the actual that's how they right. call it whatever that it is they get it right they get it and their their rate you know their uh, transformation rate is, is it's insane it's huge yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean most people basically get it and then they keep bringing more people and more people and pe- more people and i'll be honest i used to get annoyed by the invitations or whatnot, but <laughs> that's just my own judgment. Yeah. Because uh, just really good, taking people through a transformation where they get it. So what's getting it? Maybe we can start with you, Sam, since you came came in here. Well, what's getting it? Uh, I don't know because I've never <laughs> been to one of their weekends. I've only been to a little introductory evening things. Uh, but I mean, for me, I mean, getting it is getting that. Uh, I don't want to say understanding, but it's like getting that that feeling, that essence that we really do create our reality. Okay, that's good. Fitz, you want to jump in? Yeah, I liked your answer. It was knowing that there's a, a deeper, I liked your answer, knowing that there's a deeper intelligence going on within us and that you can tap into it. Right, right. You recognize, you recognize that there is an intelligence that's operating that's flowing through us. You just know, you know that there is an intelligence called life that's evolving through your physical body and through your consciousness and through your awareness. Getting it is being able to be in that space, be in that silence, which we can go into a a bit later. Being in that space in between before, before everything happened or everything is happening, there is a an intelligence that's evolving and really knowing that and surrendering to it. I, I told Fitz that one of the you know, one of the first times I got it was when I started learning how to drive. And if any of you have, you know, been into close calls like where you're driving and the car is almost hits you and you just get out of the way in the last minute, right? It's yeah. something that's mm-hmm. common. What's that part? What's that part of you that gets out of the way? It's definitely not your critical mind in action going, oh, there is a car coming, let me move, uh, uh, you know. There is that intelligence, life itself. Yeah. Now, if you're on your phone or listening to something and you're not really paying attention, meaning you're not allowing the space itself to guide you and to lead you, then, you know, you're, you're not making room for the intelligence to do its work. Mm. But 
just knowing, knowing. Like I wake up in the morning, and we, and most of you are listening. If not all of you are listening, you get it. You know. And maybe you're struggling and you say, okay, now what? But what am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to be? What is my potential? Why am I suffering so much? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, it took us millions and millions and millions of years to get here and to recognize our intelligence, to recognize life itself as the driving force, to recognize that just the same way that the mountains and the rivers and the ocean and the jungles and the, everything is working together in harmony. We as children of this earth, we are children on this earth. We are born from this earthly existence. There is a mother and father that's built into life itself way before us humans have evolved. And while we may think that we are the most evolved species on the face of the earth. Life itself is a lot bigger than us. And life itself is really manifesting through our own intelligence in one particular way. And to believe that we are the center of life, to believe that we are the only thing that exists here, is really dumb. It's what being asleep really is. To recognize that life itself is developing through us and all of this evolution and all these years of striving for more for growing for expanding is literally for this moment that you get it the moment where you are tapped into the intelligence that is you and learning how to access it more freely or should i say how to get out of the way and how to really let life let life guide you. So how do you know when, when, when that's what's guiding you and not just your instinct or not just your reactions or your reflexes? What's the difference? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe none. Yeah. I mean, it's all built in. It's all part of the intelligence. And there is something about being friendly with the spaciousness, being friendly with space, with silence. Um, we can call it being in your heart. <laughs> you know, there's something about the heart itself. The heart is the one physical space in our body that continues to pulsate, right? It's all the time on and off. So there is the spaciousness within. It's really life force energy comes through the heart, or at least that's the place it expresses itself in our bodies. When the heart stops, life stops. So it, heart, the heart itself is space. It is the continuous generation of space. There is a space in there that's con expanding and contracting, expanding and contracting, expanding and contracting. Being in our heart is really surrendering to the space, surrendering to the intelligence that is the space. And all of this work, right? All of the journeys and the ceremonies and the retreats and the hypnosis and whatever, whatever you got to do just to get to this place and go, Oh man, this is not up to me. Sometimes you learn by, sometimes you learn by what it's not. Mm. At least for myself, uh, deducing. All right, was this decision the right decision, and where did that come from? Eventually, I started realizing, like crossing things off when my mind would consistently stream of thoughts. I knew that wasn't leading me towards happiness in certain areas. Eventually, a more quiet voice appeared. And I knew that was taking me in the right direction. So for me, it worked in kind of a, a reductionism. Way. Well, I guess for me too, quite frankly, I wish I could tell you. I don't know if I wish I could tell you. That just sounds good to say. But there is a there is a place where when I got into this work, or, you know, when I just decided to really make my focus, my development, and my expansion, there was this fantasy where okay, I can I get a glimpse of my power. I get a glimpse of what's possible. I get a glimpse that there is an intelligence, there is a vision, there is a bigger picture. So all I got to do is kind of be aligned with it and be quiet and meditate and write my visions down. And uh, But that's not how I learned really the biggest things. The biggest things I've learned so far, and I'm still learning, is through resistance and through what doesn't work, through the struggle. And again, I, I wish... 
I wish it wouldn't be like true for everyone, I guess, in certain aspects. Right. But right, but but I mean that's a common thing. Like people think like, oh, once I get it, then everything's going to be easy and great and wonderful, and I'll and 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 you know I won't have to worry about anything. And yet, it's the getting it is is just to help us revel in the awkward moments as you like to say to to help us with knowing that this too is a part of life well if it took us again if it took us so many years to feel safe okay i mean literally we've been fighting and killing each other for for the entire history of humanity as a matter of fact we're still while this podcast is happening or you're listening hopefully not in the future people are literally still killing people in the name of my story is better than yours nothing else so it took us so long just to be able to develop technologies to sit around in a studio on 72nd street and uh, philosophize about life that is a luxury that is a gift and this sense of getting it the sense of oh i'm safe i don't have to really kill someone else in order for my food to stay on the table that's a new experience so Everything about us still remembers the fears. Everything about us still feels insecure, at least as far as ratio or time is concerned. So being in this place and realizing that the best way for us to learn is to allow things to flow, take actions, and see how we respond to them. See how we respond to what's happening. And yeah, in my life, over the past year or so, I've experienced more resistance and struggle technically speaking than I've ever had before even though it's also the most beautiful time in my life mm-hmm. so how do you put those two together but it's really really true I had a phone call today where I called a friend and I said I'm really feeling aggressive right now I, I'm, you know, I felt really aggressive I felt like I'm being pushed into a corner and I'm like at this place where I wanted to literally lash out and it was so good to just be able to call someone and speak about it and share it, I knew that I really wasn't going to do anything. But I didn't want it to just sit there and turn into all these thoughts. And I expressed myself and I shared. And he said, well, what's different? What's different about today than six months ago? Mm. I said nothing. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of Mm. X and Y and Z. And as I was saying it, I could tell how much stronger I'm becoming because of this resistance. How much how much more certain and allowing I am as a human being because I'm experiencing the pushback, because I'm experiencing uh, my own fears of rejections, my own fears of you know the need for validation. And that, that is a gift that you can't really sign up for. Know you are loved. Rest in peace. Dream your sweet dreams Till your soul is released Know you are loved Rest in peace Dream your sweet dreams Welcome back. Here's a question that I've been asking myself and the community of people that I'm around and we're working together and playing together. What is life reminding you, in general, I guess, but I I read it wrong, but what is life reminding us through you? It's a question I've been asking a lot. You know, people are always looking for their passion, their purpose, their story, what's their niche, whatever the words may be. And my question and respond, my question as an answer <laughs> is, okay, just looking at who you are, looking at your life, looking at your stories, looking at your struggle, looking at what you've been wanting to be or trying to be and all the experiences and the actual results or lack thereof that you have been getting, you know, your actual hero's journey, you know, the dark night of the soul business and ask, like really, really ask yourself or ask other people you know about you what is life reminding us through you may i ask you that mr sam Leibowitz? am i putting you on sure. the spot <laughs> well, you like to put me on the spot 
You know, maybe that's what life is saying through you to put people on the spot. <laughs> I'll sign up for that. <laughs> um, for me, I feel at this stage of my life, it's just about helping people to wake up and be gentle with themselves. You know, it's, it's this process of, you know, whatever brings somebody to even question why are we here? What am I doing? Is this all there is? To just to help, you know, uh, um, add a little more consciousness, not just to like whatever spiritual practice they have or, you know, whatever meditation or yoga, what do they do? But like to everything in their life. Th so, so again, so what is life? reminding us through you so when i when i when i look at your story when i see you i'm reminded that so i'll tell you about me okay just to make it easier because okay. i put some thought into it and it came to me in two seconds uh. uh that i am that i am safe expressing my truths mm. life is reminding us through me in my own yeah. experiences that you can fully express your truths and still be safe and supported in the world. That's a very, very, you know, uh, twisty, tricky topic. Yeah. Because I can recognize that in the, you know, I can literally, I'm 36, so we're talking about at least 30 years of ultimately feeling that I am not safe expressing my truths whether it was because I was in religious schools and I couldn't just express what I like, what I don't like, or because just at home, you know, the dynamics of my parents or whatnot, what ex what's expected of me or not, just the inability, like they're not feeling safe, feeling that if I just tell you my truth, right. not some deviant, crazy thing, just telling right. you just what I feel, how I am, I wouldn't be safe. My school would kick me out, my parents wouldn't like me. And then going on, you know, in schools and then high school and then coming to America and starting different businesses. I always felt like I, I wouldn't, I am not able to just tell my business partners or my girlfriends or whoever at the time the real truth and nothing but the truth. Because what that would mean is I would get kicked out of the community. I would get kicked right. out of the company. I would get kicked out of the relationship. I would be in, I would just basically be left alone and, and unsafe. So all these years, I keep seeing that the main topic and the main pattern uh, and the main cause of all of my discomfort and all of my unhappiness and all of my lack of harmony, community, transparency, success, or whatever it may be, is because there's a deep, there has been a deep place in me that says, you cannot tell the truth. You are not going to be safe expressing your actual truth, your needs, your wants, your desires. Uh, and that carried over. I mean, I think it all started from religious upbringing, and I'm not going to knock down all religions, but just this idea that there's right and wrong and feeling pleasure is, you know, associated with guilt and shame. Right. And this whole idea that you're not supposed to actually follow your body and follow your instincts. Uh, our, our work, especially in religion, is what? To tame your... Right body yeah, to right. tame your instincts to subjugate to, it there was a thing in uh, hebrew or whatever in uh, aramaic uh, which literally means evil inclination and i'm sure every sect mm. of religion has it like there's a part of you that they say that it's evil like we are not to be trusted right right mm. yeah uh, somebody said i think carl sagan said an organism at war with itself is doomed your relationship with yourself and other parts of yourself have been mysterious for time, a long time. I don't think anybody's quite figured it out yet. <laughs> right? Um. I mean, they, they try to control it or to make us into what works for organizations or specific hierarchies of power that really wanted us to not be free, right? Mm -hmm. And to not have our own freedom over imagination because they wanted us to... Maybe at the time it was uh, appropriate. You needed soldiers. You needed workers. I, again, I can't like take history and knock it because at the time it was important for whatever society to in, to feel safe. So that we enslaved people, we killed people, we controlled people. Let's not think that 
it's, it wasn't a perfect part of evolution. It was what it was. But now as we are growing and changing, it's a little silly that we still look at three 5,000-year-old texts and, and still take it word by word no. because we don't live in the same style. We, we don't have the same evolution, the same. What did you tell me on the walk over here? You said to me that one week in New York City. You get as much information today in one week living in New York City as you did in an entire lifetime in the 1800s. Oh, wow. Really? One yeah. week in New York City as much as an entire lifetime yeah. in the 1800s. That's mm-hmm. pretty mind-blowing. And we're still using a lot of the same systems and intelligence. Mm. Now, again, yep. I don't think there's anything wrong with it because we haven't come up with new stuff. Like it's, right. it's very easy to knock well, we're in the We're in the process of evolving. This uh, is b- the process. B- but, but, right. right. And, and, and still the old structures are here. But they're in the process of changing. I mean, All structures are here because, you know, it's always, it's, it's, again, it's easy to knock down structures and everyone mm-hmm. wants to knock down the government and do right, away with right. money and do away. Let's, get, let's, let's stop and just really create something that works and keep what, what we already have. That works, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I, always, I like to use money as a reference. Money is nothing but an exchange unit. It's just a, it, it's, 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 it's a unit of math. And if you just if you replace dollars with exchange units and you can put a price next to your whatever it is that you're selling, if you're selling something for a hundred dollars, you say these are a hundred exchange units. It gives you a little bit of perspective. It's we as human beings, we got greedy, we have been trained to you know use power the wrong way, right. then we give everything a bad rep, but actually keep the stuff that we invented that doesn't have to right. end up in chaos or misery. Right. And do away with with text and material that was written many, 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 many years ago, and instead come up with some new things that work for us. Right. And yeah, go ahead. In, in the end, it, it's really I think the, the level of consciousness that we bring to using it, because all these things are tools, right? They're they're tools for different things: tools for how we organize, tools for how we exchange, tools mm-hmm. for how we build things and grow things. And so those tools, like we, are evolving to the same level of consciousness we're evolving, but how we use them, I mean, that's where really the consciousness comes in. I mean, you can use money to control and manipulate, or you can use money to support and, and invigorate people. The same way fire, right? You can right. use fire to cook, or you can use exactly. fire to burn. Exactly. It's really a lot of the same stuff, and I think that just recognizing our own genius of, in getting here, recognizing that there's a much bigger plan meaning there is an order as far as life goes and there is a self-organization process and to really respect and honor all of us we cannot look at any certain group of people and including let's say right now who is the biggest culprit on the culture in our culture right now it's isis right we're blaming (laughs) isis it's a big thing i mean they really are are brothers and sisters who are looking you know they got their own community going and they got their own way to belong, and they are, right. they're really, in, in, their, in their minds, and, you know, may I say hearts, because there's a lot of passion, you may, you may look at it as right. numbness, and, and, but there's a lot of passion in, in, the, in, in these people. Right, and who's to say that if any one of us w- didn't grow up in their, um, in their villages, and didn't grow up in their circumstances, that we wouldn't have ended up exactly the way they are? Well, right. w- there we're is not there. To right, we're not there. But yes, there is. It's it's still a sense of belonging, a sense of mission, sort of passion, right. and in and with, it's so easy for us to blame, you know, the bad guys, ISIS, Trump, right. whatever it is that we like <laughs> to look at. The truth right. is, they're ju- they're literally just like having a brother or a sister that didn't get enough love, they didn't have enough attention, mm-hmm. they didn't have enough space to just be themselves. And then you add how they've been brainwashed and taught that everybody's out to get them. And if right. they don't do something, they are the ones that are going to die. Right. Of course, you're going to get you know, what we're getting right now. So we have to really change the story inside ourselves about who we consider evil or bad. Right. And really, at first, recognize that we are all coming from the same place. We're all right. brothers and sisters of the human family here on Earth. It's very clear. It's very simple. And without having that foundation, then you definitely are not getting it if, you know, we go back to that. And 
I think to some extent on that same point, some people were left out by the governing system. They were just left that they're marginalized for whatever reason. And the structures we set up in society should accommodate people of all kinds and ideas of all kinds, or else we're going to have people falling by the wayside and not necessarily be able to express themselves or know where to go and feeling lost and then susceptible to all kinds of ideology, um, which ties into this word I learned recently. I came across, I don't know if you ever heard it, cybernetics. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it, it fascinated me when I heard it. It's, yeah. it's a transdisciplinary approach for exploring regulatory systems, their structures, constraints, and possibilities. And it's relevant to basically my mechanical systems, physical systems, biological, cognitive, and social systems. So basically the the structures of governance, the pros, cons, the variables, the what what can if something gains, what loses. So understanding all the variables in us in a complex system is what cybernetics is about. And how we set up our democracy, how we set up our, our country, how we set up our own personal affairs are all matters of cybernetics in one form or another. And it involves how we r- treat one another and it relates to everything. So when you're talking about our brothers and sisters around the world, we're in an age of designing and architecting new systems, new ways of living more towards personal happiness and fulfillment, you know, whatever that means for everybody and how to inter, how to interconnect and how to, how to be human. Beloved child, go out, spread So we call this podcast The Journey After The Journey. Why? Well, some of you really know, some of you think you know, some of you think it's about the afterlife or something. <laughs> the journey after the journey. But it really is, it's, a, it's got a reference. It's a reference for the day after the Landmark Seminar. Right. Yeah. It's the it's it's not just the day, the time. It's the spaces in between. The space in between the workshops, the retreats, the spiritual reconnection ceremonies, your trips to Peru and the Amazons and whatever it may be. Because I have myself have experienced a lot of these uh, seminars and spiritual peak experiences over the past ten years and I know the ratio and I know the statistics and I know that most people kinda go back into their life. And I said no more. Like I have to. Like I'd like to do a show that's specifically saying, "Hey, we know you had your aha moment. We know you had your epiphanies. We know that you had a glimpse or even a, an experience where you see God, you see yourself. You're in your power. Yeah. And uh, life continues. And maybe a couple of weeks you feel high, um, a month, then your support system, your accountability buddy, your integration partner, whatever. But. We know that really the, uh, all these experiences are literally a glimpse. They are a reminder of sort. And the real work happens in the journey after the journey, which, you know, every podcast we like to talk about different topics to remind you why and what it is that you're, you know, why'd you get into spiritual or personal development work in the first place? And this thing about change is so fascinating for me because... I think we're going to one of those retreats or a ceremony or a ritual of sorts, or, you know, whatever it may be, and we are hoping for change, right? We are. We're like, God, please, like, help me change my life. Like, let me get more courage. Let me get more chutzpah, balls, opportunities, purpose, whatever it is. Please, please, please. I want to know what it is. And we actually have those moments. We really, 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 really do. I mean, you know that you had those. You went to the seminars. You went to the workshops. You felt in your power. And then somehow, you know, life just keeps getting in the way. And this thing about change, like you're coming into a workshop, into a place, into a journey, and you want change, but then you're afraid of it afterwards. And that's something that I've noticed 
I, I recently wrote a little piece just about the the the, the humbling factor the humility factor mm-hmm. of change like once you accept the change is all there is and change is something that's happening all the time anyway to be able to harness that power to be able to harness the contradiction that's what Tantra is right Tantra is really about harnessing the opposite and complementary forces of life itself whether it's for p- presence or pleasure or self-realization or kundalini whatever you want to call right. it but it's really harnessing the change process itself instead of instead of feeling like it's weighing you down and you're about to break and you're just praying for the change to stop quite opposite you're praying to get more comfortable and more elegance in the change process and there is such a strong humbling factor in that because you know it's so much bigger than you you know it's life really does have a plan for you and i myself am noticing so much like i used to when i got into the spiritual work the personal development work i really thought that at some point i'm basically going to have the courage to teach i thought that would be my ultimate goal my ultimate goal would be one day I'm going to teach. But little did I know that, that that's just, that was like the fantasy version of, you know, my own imagination. Like, okay, one day I'm going to teach. What am I going to teach? I don't know. But I felt like I was going to be, I would be impactful. I would be a part of, like you said, be a part of something that's meaningful, that raises consciousness, that gets people to look at each other and recognize that we're all brothers and sisters. But man, I have ha- I didn't have a clue because what I recognize, what I'm now seeing, is that I myself, Oria, you know, whatever the date is right now, May 2016, I'm basically at these. These are like the pre-early days of my own career, of my own evolution as a teacher, as a guide, as a father, as a partner, and. To really know that there's so much more change happening and it will always happen. And what I'm about to teach and share is so much different than what I actually ever thought. That's humbling. And the, the word, the essence of teaching is what you do. The, the topic may change. <laughs> right. The essence you somehow knew that you, you forecasted long ago that you would have that essence in what you do. And that you're teaching all the time in the process. You know, it's it's not that someday you're going to teach. It's no, you're teaching just by being who you are and showing up. And then, and today you teach certain things and tomorrow you'll teach other things. And the week after that and the month after that and the year after that, you'll be teaching other things. And it's just teaching by being who we are. Like you said, what what is life trying to remind us through us? And, you know, it's, it's that we're all here to teach. So speaking to all of you wannabe teachers, coaches, dreamers, visionaries, artists, entrepreneurs, knowing that in a way here, I'm here, your community, whoever you, is inspiring you, is just here to push you to just take some action and realize that it may not be years until you, you, you get a sense of what it is you're actually teaching. Like... Showing up consistently. Uh, somebody asked me today, I had lunch, and they're like, well, what's your goal? I, I said to become and to be an example of possibilities. What possibilities that can change as I'm learning about myself? It's ultimately about experiencing joy, fulfillment, passion, creativity, uh, re- like real partnerships, real creative engagements with other human beings, and working together community in community and what that looks like it's so easy sometimes to you know that person i I had lunch with i shared with him some of the stuff i want to start teaching and talking about and he said whoa 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 (laughs) you're getting very complicated there's his words were very smart but he said you know there are much easier ways for you to get to where you're going you know as a teacher as Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to choose such real topics or such controversial oh, topics and I, again i'm speaking to all of you who are considering you know going into the personal development coaching artists musicians whatever it is that's burning deep inside you 
and knowing that, you know, I think that I know for a fact the world is yearning for real authenticity, for real, for real struggle, for real right. um, issues, like way beyond just the, the, the common, like, okay, do what you want, get your passion, get your energy back. This is all like, this is all nice headlines. Uh, w- what is really going on with you? What are you really wishing for? What's really coming up? What, what is new for you now that you're struggling with that wasn't there six months ago or wasn't there two years ago? And I believe that there's a re- big, big, big vacancy in teachers. Now with the internet, we can all, like I can, I can write, I can do a podcast, I can actually share what's really real for me and over the years develop my own flavor, my own sense of, you know, people who are listening or people who are engaging, not because of the information, but because of the consistency of the sharing. The information may change, but it's so critical to be honest, to be really, 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 really honest. I am not interested in just having a job. I never was. I'm not interested in just having a business and having some sort of a career. That's not my interest. My interest is to co-lead a movement of awakening to really come into my power, my, uh, I don't know, screw potential. Uh, you know, <laughs> like this, the, the, the space where I am living life and I am, you know, I can taste life. I can experience the juiciness of what life has to offer. And it really is right now so much of our lifestyles, right? So much of what we do, so much about who we are as, as, as somewhat spiritually inclined of sorts that we are. It's different. You know, we walk into a room right now, eight out of ten people won't really agree with us. I think secretly secretly they will and they want us mm-hmm. to be right mm-hmm. they you know but they would rather just watch us and say hey well let's see what happens with you first mm-hmm. which is cool it's fine that's what i that's what i'm speaking of when i speak of teachers these are vacancy of of people who are leading the way and sharing there's and i don't mean vacancy like there isn't enough there's just a lot of room well, but but it's also because now it is so easy for anybody to put out their ideas and their thoughts and and who they are that people are can see all the the marketing BS mm-hmm. that that's going on and people are yearning for real authenticity. I mean, if you look at who really rises above the noise, right? They talk so much now marketing about getting past the noise. What gets past the noise is authenticity, is is really, truly like being who you are. In the studio just last Friday, the, the couple of people brought in this guy who, you know, started a cookie cup company in France. And it's now like, you know, worth, I don't know, over $50 million or something. But when you talk to him, it was all about the adventure, the fun. It wasn't about the business. It was about loving his passion for creating like amazing uh, cookies and pastries and, and making the whole thing a story, an adventure. And you could just hear in his voice and just see in his mannerisms like he I mean, that was him. That's what he really wanted to do. And that's what it takes these days to really be recognized. And what we are all afraid about of at least that I can identify with is that the stuff that we're really, 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 really passionate about is usually unaccepted or it's usually like we can experience a sense of fear and we try to, I mean, I I see it all day long, like in private people, you know, we talk about the, the, the most intimate, craziest stuff, like what we want, what we don't want, what we wish for, what we dream about. The moment it's time to write an email or to make a product or to come on a podcast or do something, we just, we basically talk about the fluff and what people want to hear. Because again, once again, it goes back to what is life reminding me or whoever through my own expression is that we are safe to express our truth. We are safe. And it's a new, again, it's a new experience. I know for a fact that if I said and did the same thing that I'm doing right now, you know, 200 years ago, 
I, I would be killed. I probably was right. killed. You, you wouldn't be safe. <laughs> right. I wouldn't be safe. Uh, so it, it's it's part of our evolution is negating our own like lineage fear, our own like past experiences. I'm not. I don't think about past life too much. It's not. Uh, so one time, someone asked my partner, Carrie, if she believes in uh, reincarnation, and she said, uh, "Yeah, I believe in recycling." <laughs> and I've always really appreciated that. So, like really knowing that life has been here for such a long time and there is a memory, there is a sense of continuation with one life towards the next, I definitely feel it in my body that I have spent a long time feeling unsafe telling my truth because for whatever reason, but I, I, I know I've been feeling it in my throat and most of my challenges have come and I know it's the same for you. I know that. It's just really, really telling the truth. I know that when I say telling the truth, you want to just turn off this podcast. Like, you don't want to hear it. You just, it's, it's, the, it's your worst nightmare to actually tell your environment and the people you love what's really going on with you. Know you are loved Rest in peace Dream your sweet dreams Till your soul is released Know you are loved Rest in peace Dream your sweet dreams One interesting topic I've, I've run into is how do people see you and how do you see you mm. and, and who are you and what are you trying to, to say directly or indirectly? Right. Like for, but for real, like deep inside. But that's right. It, 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 it's, it's, it's humbling again. I'm going to go back to humbling. It's humbling for me. To recognize that with all of the work and all of the blah, 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 you know, I still feel out of integrity with myself on a deeper level, uh, out of integrity with my environment because I'm not really, you know, expressing everything that's going on with me. And I think there is a pl time and a place. You can't just go around and just share everything because right. there are multiple realities happening at the same time. And it's important to not just you know how do you say like spew it out mm. from a sense of like oh i can't right. take it anymore or i need the world to just accept me for who i am but there is something about strategic you know being 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 strategic about ultimately knowing who are you becoming and is it this you know the the, the sense of transparency the sense of honesty and i can recognize that I do choose easier topics ultimately to deal with because or I have been, or should I say, I have been more scared of certain topics. Right. I just right. have. And, that, and that's really just something that's coming from inside of you and for somebody else it could be totally different. Yes. So how do you see yourself? I, you know, I definitely want to see myself as, a, as, a, as an inspiration through... Like really, through, through transparency, through trying out new things, through forging new frontiers, through you know holding a vision of something bigger and greater that may take a lot more time for the masses. Not that I'm going for the masses, but it would take a lot more time for the public to catch on to. And yet, at the same time, it's important for me to remind the few hundred thousand or the few million people whoever it is that mm -hmm. is ready and willing and just saying okay we need more support we need more support being ourselves we need more support to just explore explore without the sense of punishment explore without the sense of like you're doing something wrong explore without having the the fear of ridicule to have the space to be ourselves and we don't have to know what ourselves really means but what we do need is to get out of the fifth year of high school and to stop worrying about what we look like and what we sound like 
and fearing and needing validation or fear of rejection and really go on an individual journey, every one of us, and go, what is it that you like? What makes you happy? What excites you? What don't you like? What, what, what stops your creativity? What allows for your creativity? And that is a long journey. And again, in our society, we haven't really had the space. That's why we go to landmark seminar. That's why we go to a, uh, whatever it is that people go to, you go to to just have a little space. People pay good money, really, yeah. to just have some space. To a Tony and Robbins weekend or, or, yeah, like you said before, a trip to Peru. Right, to just be themselves, have an experience that allows you to sink into a deeper space within you. And I really want to commend you. You know, I want to commend you and, and, and just congratulate you for coming along so far. I mean, it's, I know it's been, a, it's been a crazy ride for so many of us. And while you may feel supported and loved and cared for, for the greater part within you, for the deeper part within you, for the spaces in you that you really want to explore, I want to tell you that it's not only it's okay, but there's more support for it now. I can feel it. I know that w- because I myself am feeling, I was going to say more courageous, but that's not really what's happening. I can feel that any place where I'm out of alignment or integrity with myself, it's show, it continues to show up as things and fears that I don't really like. Obviously, that's why it's a fear. And just to be honest, I'm just being honest. I'm just saying that there are certain things that continue to show up and that's that I don't like, regardless of you can say, well, it's my reality, I'm making it, it's my imagination. Either way, it's not showing up because I recognize spaces and things and places and people that I don't have full-on conversations with. And that, that's back to not feeling safe, just expressing my truth, thinking that if I do that, I'm going to lose. I'm going to be, I'm going to lose something or someone, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get cut off from whatever support system I have. And the tricky part of this is while I am doing that, while I'm holding back, what I'm really losing is flow. What I'm really losing is life's real support. Because what we all know deep inside that when we are true and honest, the flow is apparent. When we, when we are true and honest about who we are and what we want to do and what we want to explore and whatever it may be, life always, always, always supports us in, in, in such bigger ways. And that reminder, right, that reminder back to the intelligence, like there is an intelligence within us that's watching, that's loving. That's something I think about a lot these days is there is something loving you. That's a really good, uh, good way of explaining it. It brought up another idea for me is how do you see yourself changing as well because that appears to be a good way to kind of track milestones in your personal development when you see that you've changed having a habit of measuring your progress seems like a helpful thing in your development too today you encounter one thing but you might forget six months ago where you were okay. just how much you've you've accomplished well that, i don't have an answer for that yeah. that's something we need to really discuss and 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 create something because that is if people knew if people had a measuring stick or mm-hmm. an app or whatever it may be, they just, just they were able to, whatever it is, track, record, uh, have some kind of feedback with. I see it all the time. I mean, I see people, we, we have such gen- a tendency to keep shoveling the coal that we don't know how much we have already shoveled. All we're seeing is what we still have to do. Mm. If I just look at my life from now and 10 years ago, 26, my God, I mean... It's amazing. I'm so proud of myself. Look at my life three months ago, a year ago, two years ago. There's a, and there are facts. Those are, uh, the, there's actual things. There's experience. Yeah, there's experiences. There are, uh, you know, it was literally 10 years ago that I was all, you know, just really almost like deathly sick and, and all kinds of stuff and really, really overweight. And just this was not even... This was a fantasy to be here on a studio, Upper West Side, with you, doing a podcast, talking to actual people, having real feedback, having a website, having comments on the mm-hmm. website, uh, like, and continuing to grow and do good work and having more courage. 
uh, if I kept notes over the past 10 years and have worked for them, oh my God. I, I think that that's the era we're in now with the proliferation of apps and technology, ways to assist in your development, in your co-development, little reminders. And it ultimately all starts in our minds and then we give life to it through an app or through some technology. But it all starts with a feeling. And if we can come up with ways to remind ourselves of our progress or to assist us or just give us a bit of a nudge, like having a personal aurea in a way or a personal spiritual guru of sorts to help you could help us go a long way. I'm going to edit the last part out. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate it. No, I, I, do, I, do, I, do, I do like to serve as a reminder. Definitely. Definitely. There is, I, I have a good dance with life. Like when it's just me and me and I, I smile at life and life kind of winks back at me. And I think that everybody has that capacity and I think we all do it in one way or another. But I don't really know. You know, I don't really know what people do in their private time. But definitely, I tell people a lot. I say, go to the mirror and just wink at yourself sometimes. You ever done that? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you just go and you just like wink and you go and you just see this intelligent biological miracle like and you can see if you if you pay attention you can actually experience the delay between your wink and actually seeing the wink and you realize that it's all just like an unfolding dream live and you're seeing what you think you should be seeing mm. in the big picture summoning the intelligence yes the deeper intelligence yeah it's a good way to do it the daily wink. <laughs> I like it. I like the it. The daily wink. Is, app. It, is that the app? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to remind you, like, hey, six months ago, uh, you were scared shit about this, and you were worried eighty percent of your time about this, and look at you now. A year ago, you were a disaster when it comes to your confidence. Two years ago, it's, 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 it's a good project. Yeah. It's a good project. So, as we are in the last minute of this podcast episode. Let's really remind people to, again, just go to the mirror and wink at yourself sometimes and say, hey, intelligence, it's like mirror, mirror on the wall. You know, where is my intelligence? Who am I? What am I? Just try to keep a straight face and imagine that you're alone here on this earth and see how long you can keep that up. Because life is definitely, definitely, definitely looking out for you. You know how you know? Because every morning you wake up Every morning, for some reason, some reason, life decides to give you another chance at living out this lucid dream called life. <laughs>